on the 30th of October 1918, the Ottoman Empire agreed to a cessation of hostilities. Austria-Hungary followed suit on the 3rd of November. Then, at 5 a.m. on the morning of the 11th of November, the Germans finally agreed to an armistice in a railway carriage parked in a French forest. The war was finally over. It had lasted four years, had involved more than 70 million people, and cost the lives of over 9 million combatants. When news of the armistice broke, Rudolf was leading his own platoon in long-range reconnaissance missions in Damascus. The German Army Corps advised him to surrender, but Rudolf vowed that he would never be captured and was determined to avoid the prisoner of war camps. By this time, Rudolf was a sergeant, indeed one of the youngest officers in the army, and informed the men in his cavalry platoon about his plans to make it home. The band of experienced soldiers, mostly in their twenties and thirties, immediately swore allegiance to their sixteen-year-old commander and committed themselves to fighting their way back to Germany come what may. It took Rudolf and his colleagues three months. From Syria they travelled through Turkey, where they hitched a ride on a decrepit boat from Istanbul across the Black Sea to the little port of Varna in Bulgaria. From there they headed west and fought against Allied troops still active in Romania. Travelling by horse, mostly by night, to avoid military police and mobs of vigilantes, they drove their horses through the deep Transylvanian snows and alpine peaks into Serbia and then up through Hungary and Austria before finally reaching Mannheim. When Rudolf arrived back in Mannheim, however, he discovered that everything had changed. His mother had succumbed to an unspecified illness a year before, on the 8th of April 1917, dying at the relatively youthful age of 37, and his uncle and guardian had sent his sisters to a convent, sold the family home, and disposed of all of Rudolf's personal belongings. Rudolf was shocked, but could hardly be surprised. He had been overseas for two years and maintained infrequent contact with his family, who fully expected the headstrong youth to embark on a long-planned religious career upon his return. He was not left destitute. The sale of the family house had generated some funds, of which a portion had been set aside to support Rudolf's stay in the seminary. Such an option should not have been unattractive, given the precarious state of Germany's post-war economy. Yet Rudolf had no intention of following the family's wishes by becoming a priest. The man who Rudolf had become during the war didn't have the temperament for study and prayer. He walked away from what little inheritance there might have been, looking for something more familiar. A little later, he heard from one of his...